Welcome to uh, Focus Schools podcast, Leading for Impact. My name is Brett Bishop and I work with Focus Schools and I'm here today with my good friend and colleague, Kathy Crum. Hi, Kathy, how are you today? Great, how about you? Doing well, doing well. We're excited today to get a chance for us to talk again and hopefully have uh, joined with some listeners about this notion of the Focus Schools framework. And today we're going to be focusing on Focus Framework 2, maybe on their way to work or a cup of coffee at a break during the day or at their lunch. So it doesn't take a long time, but we hope it's going to be something that can be really helpful, which talks about the notion of how we collaborate and developing real collaboration. And I wondered if, Kathy, you could start us off by just talking about what what does that mean to focus schools in your experience? Actually, the collaboration teams, both those collaboration teams, grade level department teams, along with the ILT, the way those, those teams work is really foundational to the work. And here's what we teach about it at focus schools. We teach that every staff member joins a collaboration team that meets on a regular basis. And the professionals, they look at student work, they look at teacher assignments and student performance data in relation to the instructional focus and the academic standards. And then based on that data, the staff works to modify instruction and to make it more rigorous and to just create support systems to help students meet the high standards. And also the staff learns to embrace the diverse opinions of one another. And my experience with this has been that yes, most schools, including mine, have collaboration teams in place for sure. And we have the what, but the difference I experienced in working with focus schools was the how how we work together, looking at data and especially looking at student work and really um, what the students are doing every day in their work and the assignments and the activities the teachers are giving, that's what's really happening at your school. And so looking at student work elevated the work of our teams. And I also think just naming it and placing importance on the idea that you are part of a collaboration team, that they're not just a thing I have to do for an hour on Tuesday or Thursday, but the work in the teams really is where all the work on behalf of the students originates. Um, It's more, it's grassroots. The work of the teams is not top down, you know, it's, it's bottom up. And so the work comes from the people that are the closest to the action. So that just really elevates the level of importance of those teams. And I think once um, my teams, my collaboration teams in my school really understood that things really started to shift. Yeah. I just, I, I am so interested when, when you talked about, you know, the, the, the two things in a meeting that I often think about are the what and the how. Right. And so I spent a lot of time as a as a leader who was school was struggling, thinking about the what of our meetings. Um, And this introduced the notion of thinking about the how of the meetings. And I thought, oh, well, we don't have time for that. God, we, we only have so little time. We have to get right to the meeting. And so I wondered if maybe you might talk about why it's important for teams and leaders to put some energy into the how of how they meet and why that helps them ultimately. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really great question. So how we work together really is key. The key to the how when you when we were working with focus schools is letting the data and the student work and the observations drive that collaboration, drive our how, and being open to what each other and our colleagues has to say about what is working. I mean, why we why reinvent the wheel? It's like this. I can be racking my brains coming up with activities on my own and spending lots and lots of time doing that. Or I could shift my thinking as a teacher and know that I have a chance to be with my team to develop focused activities 
And I know that I will get great ideas. And I also know that I'll be able to give great ideas. Really, the collaboration saves me time. And it, again, helps me keep my focus on the main things rather than feeling like I have to carry this load by myself all the time. So also just knowing that I have a place to come and go, wow, I had this really great idea and it really worked. I'm going to share it with y'all and then you could try it and vice versa. Oh my gosh, I can't get this, these five students moving. Help me, help me, help me. So you know, if you, if you start thinking about it in that way, then it really is where you should, should be spending your time as opposed to trying to figure all this out by yourself. And I love the idea that I guess it applies to all human interactions, but I had a teacher one time say, she, she used a funny example, but she said, you know, talking about collaboration that, you know, if, if things aren't going well in collaboration, what, what she was saying is we typically then shy away from collaboration or just choose not to do it. And she said, in her world, better interactions don't come from less interactions. And I thought, Mm -hmm. what a great way to say that, you know? Mm -hmm. And she she said, it's like, if I don't want to see Aunt Mabel at the family reunion every year, so I just don't talk to her all year. Well, I usually have a bad interaction with Aunt Mabel once a year. She said, but if I start to call Aunt Mabel once a week, then we have more time to have better things go better. I thought, what a nice way to explain that with using Aunt Mabel. Yeah, I think it really is true that that's, you know, one of the things that can really help us is by working on how we collaborate. So maybe uh, talk a little bit about, Kathy, that that one of the things I'm interested in is this connection between the ILT and how the collaboration works there and um, the collaboration and the rest of the teams in the building. So if you could just give us some insight on that. Yeah. So the connection between the ILT and the collaboration teams is very, it's completely connected. So I like to think of the ILT or the instructional leadership team as uh, the engine that runs the school and that that engine is directly um, connected to everything else that's going on in the school. So the ILT looks at the bigger picture and there's representation on the ILT from every grade level and department, et cetera. And then the communication is two-way. So the work of the collaboration teams informs the ILT and the work of the ILT informs the collaboration teams and vice versa. And it's just really beautiful how it all works and connects. Everyone is driving the bus in the same direction and trying to um, sort of help each other along the way by listening, being connected and just informing one another's work. And that, that's something that really interests me because, I, you know, working in school leadership um, and district or division leadership, as long as um, you and I have, uh, one of the things that has consistently been a part of all the work that I've seen go on in really challenged learning environments is improving culture. I hear it like, let's improve the culture and climate of our school. And um, I'm not always sure I know what that actually means. Like, what, what, what are we, what are we going to do that's going to get the culture and climate to be better? And this is one of the things that, in my experience, actually does improve culture. When adults are collaborating in meaningful ways and having actual discourse that's focused on really important stuff that's going to impact kids in a positive way, I think the culture in the whole school gets better. And I think that's an easy thing to talk about. It's a hard thing to do. But as a leader, having something to do that would improve culture, I I could understand through the focus schools work, if I put some time into how we're working together and how our ILT operates and the way that we communicate about this, that was a, a revelation for me. And so I wonder if you might talk a little bit about how this idea of improving collaboration can get, get to the idea of learning results, you know, teaching and learning improves as a result of that. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So as a principal, I learned from my focus schools coach 
that the time I spent working with my collaboration teams was some of my most important instructional work. And being in those re- meetings, honestly, they really it really did help guide my work. And as you said, it helped me understand the culture of the school and be able to be a part of that. So it guided my work. I did not guide their work, so to speak. It's kind of a shift. As a leader, as I just listen and engage, I know where to provide the support. I know how the culture of the school is going. I know what to look for on my classroom visits. And being very engaged in the collaboration just really kept my um, finger on the pulse of the school. And it helped me to um, help with the improvements um, in teaching and learning in a real and authentic way. And I kind of thought about it like this. I think there's a quote, I think it's from Jerry Maguire, and it says, help me help you. That's what working with the collaboration really teams did for me. It, it helped me know how to help them. In, in what was interesting for me as a principal in, in terms of this is that I often, if I think about it honestly, oftentimes the idea of sitting in a collaboration meeting scared me to death, you know, because I, I felt like I was supposed to know everything. I was supposed to go in there and be able to tell everybody how things are supposed to go. And I didn't know everything. And I knew that. And so it scared me to go into a collaboration meeting with the notion of like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm, Brett's going to come in here and be able to solve the problems. But what this process taught me was, no, that's really not what you need to do. You do not need to go in there and know everything. In fact, it's better if you go in there and say you don't. And, and go in and, as you said, have mm-hmm. that guide your work rather than you going to guide it. And what a shift in me as a leader when that, first of all, to get me to just get over myself. And, but secondly, to <laughs> have permission to like go into a meeting and say, I don't know, let's try and learn about this together. But what I learned from that mm-hmm. is that high performing teachers like it when a leader will say that. And they like to hear that I want to learn alongside of them. And they don't want me to know everything. They want me to partner with them as they are learning because that's how they became high-performing teachers. So this, the notion of collaboration to me is so valuable in terms of building you know, the way instruction is done, but also just building our notion of how our school can operate. You know, so valuable. So um, I really appreciate you sharing all of those thoughts. Again, this, this idea of having a podcast to connect with the folks across the country we do the work with and prospective people who may want to um, have us come in and help them. Uh, to me, it's a, a great opportunity. And I really appreciate this time with you, Kat. Thank you so much. I want to draw the listeners' attention to the opportunities to connect with us in other ways because we have a website, www.focusschools.com, that has um, also has our social media, and we love to be able to reach out uh, to people who we are working with or could be working with in lots of different ways and to share the work that we see and celebrate all the hard work of the teachers and leaders that we work with. So please take an, take an opportunity to come visit with us, and thank you for giving us some time on this podcast, and we hope you will come back soon.